Welcome to the Artusimus Full Golf Podcast. Here are your hosts, Ryan McFadden and Paul Thomason. Welcome back once again to the Artusimus Full Golf Podcast, episode 17. I'm Ryan. I'm Paul. Now, Paul. Yes, Ryan. We need to discuss something here. The golf course is TPC Sugarloaf, Duluth, Georgia. Georgia. The Mitsubishi Electric Classic on PGA Tour Champions. The winner this week was Mr. Dickie Pride. Roll Tide. So we were talking before this uh, started here, Ryan, about like the connection with uh, with us and Dickie, and and then now him being a winner on the Champions Tour. You know, I'm starting to find a lot of uh, similarities between the two. Well, he did not win before our podcast started. That's a fact. We know that much. And he took it down. Fully exempt for two years, right? Now, fully exempt. Correct. Opening round wow. 71 put him in uh, tied for tied for 12th. You know, he was in the mix, but, you know, he was just one under there after the first round. A little Saturday 67, however. Gone right up the list, tied for third. And then a final round. Six birdie, one bogey, 67. To win oh, to win by three shots. 11 under par over Stephen Ames, Kirk Triplett, and Paul Goidos. Dickie Pride takes it down. Did they play that uh, course on the regular tour at some point? That sounds like a familiar course. I do remember that TPC Sugarloaf. Um Anything with sugar and loaf in it, I tend to remember. That's actually a fact, actually. Yeah. <laughs> that is a fun fact. It's been a little while, I think, on that one. That wouldn't have been the, like, the uh, reader. And what was it? What am I thinking about? The tournament they used to play in Atlanta. I guess the one that Dave Barr won. Atlanta Classic? Mm. Could have been that. Okay. Carry on. Back to Dickie. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. I, I can't think of anything else in my head right now, so it's, it's hard to really process anything. It was an intense watch, I'll admit, on, on the Golf Channel. Mm. But right down to the end there, coming down the final stretch, um, even had a little bogey on 15, 16 hit it in the bunker. On the par three, got up and down though. Sure out did. of the bunker, seventeen drove it in the fairway bunker. Looked like a not on, enough lip there. Lanny Watkins was doubting his play. Is it enough club? Is he going to be able to get there? And does clears the lip with an eight iron. Gets just off the green for kind of an easy two putt on seventeen. That was really the the scare of the round. It was going to be if he didn't get over that kind of. Oh, yeah. That, Big lift on that ferry bunker. That could have taken a real turn. Oh, yeah. In a hurry. That was a great, uh, I don't know how much he cleared it by, but uh, it's clearly enough. And hopefully it shut old Lanny up. <laughs> it did. It did. 
Dickie had 38 consecutive holes without a bogey until that 15th hole. So he was really in control. And he was driving in the fairway. He was really the only one that was keeping it consistent, at least on Sunday anyways. Well, the course did not uh, give up a lot. You know, it was playing tough. Definitely you know, playing he, tough. He was, like, like he was in double digits. Yeah, yeah, but he's the only one in double digits. He was playing basically 7,000 yards. Yeah. Uh, round three scoring average was 72.67. So he's five rounds or five shots short of that. Looked like Dickie still had that fire in his belly there too, eh? Oh, he let it rip there after uh, his, <laughs> his big win with the come on, let's go. Yeah. <laughs> kind of Lovely. bringing you back to 1994 on his PJ Tour win in Memphis. The big yell know. that he had on 18. Now here, okay, he, go did, ahead, sir. he did have the big yell, but he did apologize to the sound guy holding the big sound boom mic. <laughs> he did apologize to him. So That's class. So that's class. What was that winner's check, Ryan? $270,000. $1.8 million purse. Fun fact, that's $45,000 more than that 94 FedEx win. There you go. There's a fun fact. I like that kind of fun fact. He's actually only the 18th player to win on the PGA Tour, Corn Ferry Tour, and PGA Tour Champions. And oh. only the f- and to, so to get in this field, he was not qualified ahead of time. So if you look back at episode 16, we kind of glossed over the Mitsubishi Electric Classic, to be honest with you. We mentioned Lumpy in the field. We wished him well. He finished well back. And that's okay. And so, no, Dickie's not in that field. Uh, we took a look on the Monday. Um, no Dickie in the field. That's all right. That's all right. But it turns out their qualifying was bumped to the Tuesday. So the Monday qualifying, mm-hmm. acting like the Tuesday qualifying. Dickie yep. was the low man, shooting 68 to get in the field. And the qualifier wins it. Only a 14th champion tour player to do so off a Monday qualifier. He'll take it. What a what a nice little change in his plans there that uh, provides him, eh? Oh, exactly. Exactly. So now he's exempt on tour. Monday qualifiers are done. Like last week in the region's tradition, major on the Champions Tour, he was right in the mix, getting in the field on a sponsor's exemption. He's right in the mix till he kind of fell back there on on the Sunday. Do we have now a number on how many events he's played out there on the Champions? Can't I believe that was his. I want to say twelfth. I would say that sounds twelfth right, yeah. event. Um, so last year, oh, he turned fifty last year, right. and I guess it was after the. I'm trying to remember here, like the Senior British Open. Um, he had a wrist injury that kept him out for about a year. Oh, wow. So he didn't play for a long time. So he's coming off that wrist injury. So he really hasn't had that many starts. But now he's getting healthy, mm-hmm. playing some good golf, has been in the mix for several weeks here. Oh, love that guy. He takes it down. Well, we'll be watching him closely on the rest of the season here. He will. So back that up. Exactly. And then it's also going to get him into the Senior PGA Championship, which should be next week. 
so now he'd be in that field as well, which I don't think he would have been. There's not a qualifier for that or anything. So no, that's right. So he's in the mix. Boy, you gotta like it. We're partying. Yep. A little. <laughs> like, is it, party. is it? I want to. I have a question for you. Yeah. So I have uh, a four-year-old girl named Claire, <laughs> and I said, Claire, Uncle Dicky is about to win <laughs> the tournament. Is that? Did I go too far? <laughs> That's what I need to know. <laughs> What did uh, what was her response? Pretty excited. Anytime anyone gets any shot into the hole on TV, she cheers for it. Doesn't matter what it's for, <laughs> of any kind. So she's a super fan. So she's a super. She's a, she likes the game. You get <laughs> you hold it out, it's happy. So she did <laughs> cheer for that part. Yeah. So at supper tonight, then talking a little bit about golf. Yeah. There's this on TV, it's on the side, and my son Hayden, eight years old, didn't want to watch golf on TV. He wanted to figure something else out. And I said, Well, could be some more Uncle Dickie highlights. And he said, He's not my uncle. Oh. I'm not calling him Uncle Dickie. I was a little upset. Okay. okay. Claire chimes up, though. She jumps in. Um, Hayden, he's a champion. So there you go. <laughs> Has a direct quote from the four-year-old. <laughs> so call him what you, you want, right. but he's a champion. Clearly trying to uh, indicate to Hayden that there should be respect paid. Should be respect. There's a trophy given out. <laughs> should definitely respect it. I guess I got to win something to get that uh, type of respect from her. That's true. She will call you Uncle Paul, though. Yeah, that's true. And Hayden, too. So there you go. Right on. <laughs> so that's quite the victory. Um, it was nice of Dickie to squeeze into his day today. Um, four likes of our tweets today. So that was nice. He squeezed that in for us today. Yeah. Of our multiple tweets throughout the day. That was noted and appreciated. Yeah. So he's able to squeeze that in. So big congrats to Dickie Pride on that. I'm sure we'll be mentioning it 20 more times in this episode. So. Well, this is kind of the Dicky episode. I mean, that should be the title of it, obviously, and uh, hopefully not the last Dicky episode. That's true. That's true. So I don't even know if we got time to really talk about like the regular tour or anything. It's kind of dominating the sports. We could just go over hole by hole for all fifty-four holes of the scorecards, like if you know. We could. I'm just saying we could. That doesn't mean we're going to. No. No. Now there was an event. There was an event on the PGA Tour. Yes, there was the Byron Nelson. Byron Nelson over another TPC course, TPC Craig Ranch. Playing a little easier over there, I would think. Uh, the winner in at 25 under par. Kh Lee. Kh Lee with his first win. Yeah, that was nice to see KJ come out there and uh, congratulate him after the win. That yeah, so KJ good. Choi came out to congratulate a fellow Korean on his win, so that's pretty impressive that's stuff. Yeah, like that. So that is definitely nice of the win. One by three over Sam Burns, a couple over Pat Kazire and 
Daniel Berger and Scott Stallings. 29 years older. 29 years old. Yeah, so not a bad, uh, not a bad little win there. Jordan Spieth was in the mix again. Yes. Looking for kind of a hometown win, one might say. But Boy, he, was, the, he, uh, really, he was in there. Yeah, they really liking him in the BGA there, right? That's true. That's true. There's a lot of talk, and he's coming off some good play. So not bad yet. Cage Lee, 29 years old. Moves into the top 60 in the world now and gets himself uh, into the field at the PGA. So it's not bad. Okay. Not too bad at all. There's a lot of weather issues out there. They stopped that final round for a bit, basically downpour and water gathering on the greens. They're squeegeeing off. Like raging river there, eh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but they were able to get it in. They certainly didn't want to push it to a Monday on a major week. No, um, that's for sure. That's no, for sure. Some pressure there, but I'm sure they got through it, and uh, I'm sure it worked out fine. But another player that's been having some good finishes, Sam Burns, as well. So he was the 54 hole leader. It was a little 270 on Sunday to finish in second. So he's definitely one that's been playing some good golf. Had a second round 62. So that's all right. That works. Yeah. It's just playing a paltry 7,468 yards that course. So I'm not sure how those guys were shooting so low or why they were shooting low or the, the wind was down or or what was going on there? That was I don't, like it was wet, like they were playing lift clean in place, but still, like that's just not a gimme out there, like at all. But everyone yeah, knows so many that guys are better though. Like I've never seen that. Well, there's so the many people out there. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Just you couldn't get in a lot of trouble there. For the most part, everywhere, every time. Every shot I watched of the tournament was always pretty much hitting every fairway. Everyone seemed to be hitting all the fairways. So I don't know. <laughs> and then so wet greens. And... Our style. No, no. Now, speaking of our style, we were about to get out for some golf uh, to uh, Bell Acres again. Now, I'm, I'm going to say I declined. I forgot. I actually forgot something. I forgot something with me to bring to the golf course so i forgot a golf swing yeah, that, I, yeah I don't know where it wasn't there i didn't bring it with me it was not in my bag it's not in the trunk i went when i got back to the car not in the trunk it was not there now to be fair though on the 15th hole i think 15th hole i checked my phone and dickie pride did like a tweet of my of ours and I probably had my best three-hole stretch after that. <laughs> so, if he could have maybe liked something earlier than 15. I refuse to make a par on the back nine at uh, Bell Acres. I, I elect to I check no at the beginning of yeah. the T. So yes yeah. or no for pars. And I'm like, yeah. Well, you fill out the questionnaire. So, that, would you like... Yeah. A par, and you said no. I'm no, I'd like to make eight bogeys. Yeah, I prefer that style. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
just more for effect, I guess, than anything. So that's all right. But it was good company. Good company. Uh, three of us there. That's right. Good company out there. So that was good. It's good. Hope to get out again. It's a little wet on the course, but that really, I wouldn't say that's any. Uh, didn't hurt the game. That's really holy. I'm going to maybe say, okay, yeah. That's probably why I made 18, well, 16 holes worth of bad swings. Well, 15 holes. But, <laughs> you know, it happens. But I was able to get out the next day um, with the family out there to uh, Fungo's Range in Winnipeg. How was that ride? Pretty good. How Pretty good. Balls there? Pretty good range balls. Pretty good range balls. Um, Thanks. Certainly wasn't busy, so able to get the kids out hitting some balls, and I was able to hit some that didn't go dead left at about ten feet high, screaming left. So that was nice. It was yeah. I think it helped be on the far left side of the range, you know just makes you think, oh, I just don't want to hit it right into the big giant wooden poles. So. You hit off the grass? All grass there, yep. Anyone yep. else there? No, there's a few, but I don't know. You're not even close. There's a lot of space. and okay. It's kind of kind of off the off the track a little bit. That's on Wenzel Street, which is kind of off that? of Highway 59, but it's kind of tough to get to. You see the resident bro there. George Maskey was there. Long-time CPGA professional. He was definitely there to help out. I don't think they have a big presence uh, online or anything. So, No, I don't know if he's quite the uh, tech savvy. Well, especially now. So there's Meadows Golf Course. that used to be at least in the area. So that's shut down. And now kind of access roads from the perimeter highway are shut down. So you kind of have to – it's kind of tough to get to. So you kind of have to know about it ahead of time to really – to really get sure. there, so okay. we'll mention a little bit on Instagram this week or something. Okay. See what's uh, Any going on there. A little bit of video, yeah. Content. A little bit of content, as they say. So we'll get a little bit of that up hopefully this week, and not too bad. We get things figured out though. Okay. But that was good. It was around. Uh, Noon time there, able to get home for the rest of Dickie Day on Saturday. So that was always good. <laughs> and what a week it was. Congrats, Dickie. And now, time for a preview of the PGA Championship. We got a major, Polly. Kiwa Island. The ocean course at Kiowa Island out to South Carolina. That's it. It's just, it's a tiny little course. Let me just tell you a little bit about the course here. Yeah. Okay. I don't want to say pitch and putt. Like, yeah, I wouldn't say that. I wouldn't go that far. But <laughs> this week they got it 7,876 yards. <laughs> as far as ratings of the course go, they have it as a 155 slope rating. And the and the course rating itself seventy nine point one seventy nine meaning let's say a scratch golfer would be expected on average to shoot 
79. That it's probably more involved with that with the slope, but that's the rating of the course. 79. And in so, a major at 10. Yeah, so that yeah, so that's a regular condition. So you get the greens going. There's not gonna be a ton of rough, but it's right up, there's like I think it's 12 holes, 11 holes, 10 holes, right on the ocean. So <laughs> weather conditions could come in. Wind factor is going to be a factor. It's only May. I'm not sure what the weather is usually like in May there. I don't know if they played a tournament at Kiwa in May before. Well, no. Like the last one, Rory won the PGA Championship at Kiwa in 2012. That was in August. August, right. In the regular PGA Championship spot. Do we have a score there? What it was that week? No, no. That's unavailable on the internet. They blocked all of that. Not, not applicable. It's oh. like when you open the file and all the things are all lined. Everything's line. nothing can. All been redacted. <laughs> but it's playing the library. Yeah, it's playing about four to five hundred yards longer now because it wasn't long enough. So I might as well get it up to. There, there's think there is a way if they pick certain tees where they can get it right to eight thousand yards. Or no, that, sorry, no, that's that's not right. On the back nine, they can get it to four thousand yards if they're going back, back, back on a bunch of tees. But is that something they achieved to do? Or I don't know. That something that appeals to anyone? Or? No. Now in the PGA <laughs> Championship, there's twenty club pros that qualified for it as well. It's part of the Hold PGA, on. so that's gonna be a bit of a test. I'm not even ready for sixty-eight hundred. No, no. 58, I'm comfortable. <laughs> 58 be nice. It's just nice and comfortable. Yeah. Or add 2,000 yards to that. So now the defending champion of the PGA, PGA Championship, Colin Morikawa. Uh, he won the PGA last year uh, by two over Paul Casey and yeah. Dustin Johnson. But who do we uh, like this week? I like Dustin better than Colin this week. You got to agree with that. Yeah. It's such a long course. It just doesn't feel like a Colin Morikawa hit the high, steady, good irons, but high and just kind of seems like you want to be a little down low here this week. Maybe Bryson. Maybe Bryson. Maybe Bryson. Nice to see Roy take it down, though. He's playing well. He's back. Rory yeah. is back. I can't imagine a medium hitter winning this week, but you know, we've been surprised before. That's true. Now, one of our picks, now our pick last week, the Byron Nelson, Ryan Palmer. Texas native. Yes. He was looking good. You know, he opened the tournament. 67, 69, 66. Kind of looked like if he really posted posted something super low, he could get into maybe not I've gotten to top five, but into the top ten easily. Been a little 75 on Sunday, so the wet conditions did not uh, suit his favor. But one of our favorites for top fives has been Victor Hovland. That's for sure. So he's been tied for third in his last two events. That was Wells Fargo to Rory and then Valspar. 
He's first in scoring average on the PGA Tour, so that's got to be good. Third, third in the FedEx Cup standings, 11th in the world. Now, we did receive some inside information this week. <laughs> you got a tip, inside tip? Inside tip. Now, the grass on the greens at Kiowa, it's a pass palum grass type. Now, Victor Hovland, in his two victories on tour, Mayakob and Puerto Rico, same exact grass type on the greens. Come on. Like, all... Who's putting that together? Several sources. Well, several sources could not confirm it. One that could was PGA Championship. Well, I like that connection there. Deep, for boy. deep into the Kiowa notes there. Yeah. On that one. Victor Halvon, top five. It could be him and Rory battling it out. Like Victor Halvon, he averages over 300 yards. Yeah. Which probably puts him, I don't know, 30th-ish. 30th-ish, <laughs> I'm guessing. So he's he can keep up, certainly. Yeah. So. Likes not a problem. So it could be uh, Victor and Rory battling to the end. You know, you just never know. I just want to take a look at a couple of keyholes yes. in the golf tournament for you. Just want to get your take on how one might play some of these holes. Now on the back nine, you stand up on so after you after you get through the 13th hole. Yeah. So actually let's back it up to the 12th hole. So the 12th hole, <clears throat> you get up there, you got some water left. On the par four off the tee, you got water right up by the green, 484 yards. You get to the 13th hole, water down the entire right-hand side, 497 yards. But then you finally get some relief on the 14th hole, par three, 238 yards. To a, and I quote, severely exposed and elevated green. Let me guess, it plays right into the, the yes. trade wind. Uh, that's correct. <laughs> oh. And as the folks the PGA Championship have quoted this as perhaps the most beautiful hole in the course, but also the most treacherous. I don't know what club I have for that. Exactly. Um, what is your average member... What do they pull out of the bag for that? That's 69 years old. I don't even know. Don't even know <laughs> what they would do. Then you can get over to the 15th hole. You finally get dial it back to 466 yards for a par oh. four on the 15th hole. Easy. And the easy par five, 608 yards on 16. <laughs> Now you get over to 17. 223 yard, par three. Yeah. Except it's all carry and water everywhere. Oh boy. So the entire right hand side of the hole, all water. You can okay. bail it out left, but there's some bunkers there. Deep, 
steep sand buckers if you bail left. So that's coming down 17. And then 18, little par four, 505 yards. They love those 505 yard par fours there on tour. So I guess you can see how they get to that 7,800 yard total, but that's a tough stretch down there. There's, it's kind of has a blow up written all over it for somebody, possibly. It'll keep it well, keep it interesting, anyways. Yeah, that's got to be at the back of your mind when you're coming up to. Well, I don't know which hole stood out the most there, but uh, I think that 238 yard par three with that sound a little bit tricky. Yeah, some questionable wins and everything. Definitely a par 3.5. Definitely. Like that par coming down the stretch on a hole like that is going to... Uh... Won't be a lot of great, like balls on the green, I, I would suspect. I mean, even the long hitters, if that's into the wind, they got to be hitting a three iron. <laughs> that's got to be. Or a hybrid or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Like, like the shortest part three in the course is 198 yards on the front nine. Oh, good mix of, of uh, short, medium, and long. That's good. You better hit it long and better hit it far <laughs> at the PGA Championship. Take a look at Victor Hovland. Cheer for Rory. We will enjoy the tournament. And hopefully we'll never have to play there. That might be our last round. Yeah. Maybe that's the marketing hook they have for enjoy the coverage, but never come here. It's impossible. <laughs> enjoy the PGA Championship, folks. Yeah. And now time for a brand new segment here. It's called Our Favorite 18. We're going to look at some other favorite holes, interesting holes we played, something that's happened, and create our own best of 18 list. So kind of the rules that we have to do here, Polly. Yeah. We're going to have only one for each between 18, one and 18. So each week we can each pick one. Okay. Maybe between the two of us we'll pick one and create our course. All right. Could be anything that happened on these holes. But maybe for this first one, yeah. we'll go to Bell Acres. Uh, I know. And, one here. Golf and Country Club. Okay. So we're going to fill in hole number four on our 18 hole course. Okay. 497 yard par five. Severe dog leg to the right. Yes. Now, time frame this this occurred, this incident. So I guess it's like a favorite moment on these holes. So this particular one, 10 years ago. Now you'll wonder why I'm kind of a little bit sketchy on the details. It'll make more sense in a second. So Paul hits his drive on this particular hole. He's kind of laying up. So he's hitting a long iron because it's a severe dogleg right. So you kind of want to just be place it out there in the middle and go from there. He just yeah. hugs it down the left-hand side a little bit, a little bit too much maybe. 
So he's in the rough. So then he gets up to the ball and trying to figure out the yardage. He knows he has 200 yards because in front of him, about a yard, yard and a half to his left, um, and about 10 yards away is one of those those stakes in the ground, like the tall poles that mark this one particular is blue, so it marks for 200 yards away. So what? They're probably about three feet tall, maybe something like that. Yeah, I'm three, thinking four feet a, tall, like a, about a four by four post. Yeah, painted blue. Yeah, that sounds about right. So I'm observing this, and Paul takes a mighty lash at the ball. Great contact, by the way. <laughs> so immediately hits this pole. Ricochets immediately towards me, towards my head, more particularly towards the temple part of the head. <laughs> and it drops me. I'm down. Yeah. <laughs> you took a knee. Well, I took a knee by being dropped like a sack of potatoes on the ground, if that's what you mean. I'm down. <laughs> He's down. Piper's down. I kind of shake off the cobwebs little bit i get up still my hat my hat's on the ground as well <laughs> kind of indented into the part of my hat that was around the temple it's all just kind of like scuffed looks like the golf ball has hit me in the temple but on the hat right and you immediately ask are you okay yeah concerned it takes me a while to process this um when i recall my only response was you owe me you owe me a pepsi I think that's what it was. Yeah, that's all they said that you could put together at the time. Yeah, I knew I wanted a Pepsi. Yeah. And I think the cart girl was coming up or something. It's I think I, I could cash in on the Pepsi actually pretty soon after. I think it was up by the green. Like from what I recall, the details are kind of sketchy. A little foggy there. Yeah. But I think it hit you where that uh, embroidery was on that hat. Yeah. Bit of strength, like a, a little bit of padding there for you. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah. that's uh, considered of me. Oh yeah, so so thank you for patting down that embroidery on my hat. Then I guess I owe you, right? A thank you. But I don't know how my lie was after that. But hey, well, anyways, that's doesn't matter. Yeah, it's neither. It's <laughs> probably sitting up though. So yeah. So those are my memories of the fourth hole um, at Bell Acres. Yes, that's a good one. So I'm hoping our future selections for the following weeks to come will have a little more detail um, just from the memories that were not wiped out by uh, <laughs> flying Titleist at my head. So, <laughs> yeah, me too. It's a pretty good start to our custom course for a new segment, our favorite 18. And now time for Vintage What's in the Bag. What have you got for us this week, Ryan? Well, Paul, for this week, so I'm only going back to 2015. Oh. So we can take it anywhere now with our Vintage, yeah. what, vintage What's in the Bag. Now, if you, I don't know if you heard this week, um, but Dickie Pride won on PGA Tour Champions. You know, I, I caught that. Yeah, I caught that. So that was pretty good. 
And as we mentioned earlier, um, he was the only one of 18 players with a PGA Tour win, PGA Tour Champions win, and a Corn Ferry Tour win. So his Corn Ferry Tour win was in 2015. I knew that as you said that. At the Winco Foods Portland Open. 46-year-old named Dickie Pride <laughs> took down, down that event and ultimately getting his tour card back for the following season. Great. So let's take a little peek what he was using in 2015. Driver. Tailor-made jet speed driver. You are kidding me. I would never joke about jet speed drivers. You know okay. that. Apologize. Apology considered. Three wood. Tailor made arrow burner three wood. Okay. Little hybrid. 16 degree. Tailor made rescue. Mid. Mid rescue. Okay. Irons. Tailor made tour preferred MCs. Wait a minute. That's the irons I have. I thought you would like that. Oh, my God. I know. I know. Imagine the jealousy levels I have of you oh. having Dickie Pride's irons in 2015. By jealous, I mean, like, anger. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That is uh, awesome. It's fantastic. I'm happy for you, though. I'm happy for you. Thank you. That's in three through nine, uh, sporting a pitching wedge, a tailor-made ATB pitching wedge, and a couple of uh, Voki SM5 wedges in 54 and 60. Little Scotty Cameron fast back plus putter. So those irons now for you are going to have a little extra. Oh. You're going to be dialed a little extra. Well, hopefully I can get a little bit of that mojo from our friend, Mr. Pride, and put him into my irons and maybe hit some GIRs for once. Reason regulation good. would be nice. That is true. Yeah. That's quite true. That's been my favorite, what's in the bag, that's for sure. Yeah, you didn't see that coming, did you? No. No. It's like kind of like your soapbox. <laughs> oh, yeah, you're just walking along, and all of a sudden you get hit with that. Oh. Bam. 2015 Corn Ferry Tour. What's in the bag? Irons, right in the face. I wonder if he still has those. We'll have to ask him about that. It's true. A lot of things to talk to him about. One day. <laughs> it'll, it'll happen one day. Oh. We're going to have a long list of things to talk about with them. So we'll continue to work on that list. Okay. We'll include this little tidbit. I don't know if he'll be as happy for you as I am right now about the irons, but. No. You never know. You never know. So that was look back. The vintage. What's in the bag? And thank you once again, everyone, for listening on this special Dickie Pride celebration episode. 
feel free to check us out on Twitter at Tucson is full. I know Dickie does as he likes our tweets. Also Instagram at Tucson is full. Facebook at Tucson is full or email us anytime at Tucson is full at gmail.com. Couple shout outs actually this week. Uh, Richard Bland, probably over on the European tour, his first win at the age of what, Molly? 48. How about that? 477 starts in his career. I'm not sure if he was close before or if he's in a playoff or what the history was, but uh, we sure know that this is a good week for Richard Bland. Uh, I think that's just terrific. So he took it down over the Belfry. Nice little course to get your first win at. My goodness. Yeah, British Masters. Very impressive stuff. This week, looking forward to the PGA Championship, so that's a nice week as well, and we'll continue with our celebrations and congratulations to our man, Dickie Pride. Pride. Roll Pride. Roll Pride. (laughs) Thanks, everyone. Thank you.